Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Working Girls. I'm Trinity the Tuck. And I am Ginger the Glamour Toad Minge, international super spy of mystery. <laughs> you change that every time. I love it. I'm a, I'm a working girl. I have many titles, you know. Um, I heard that about you. you uh, you're a working girl. Uh, you make a lot of extra money. I think I said this last podcast on Backpage. Yes. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, now that that's closed down, I just walk the streets. But I've gotten a change belt, so it makes it much easier. You know, it makes it makes service a little speedier. And if somebody gives you a hassle, you can take it off and whip them with it. Uh, I was just going to say walking is in hashtag, you know, uh, or uh, quotation mark. Walking is uh, maybe. <laughs> How dare you? I walk everywhere. I walk so much. I have a new song called Walk Tall. Do you? I do. It's on my new album. I mean, that's kind of that's that's interesting for you because you're how how tall are you? I am five foot four inches tall. But if you ask the state of Florida, I'm five foot five inches tall. Okay, good. Lie to the government. Well, you know, they lie to us enough. I figure it's our turn. (laughs) I might as well benefit from it. (laughs) I'm really excited about our guest today. Um, He's super handsome. Um, Too bad he's taken. And he's from (laughs) Superfruit. Yeah, he's from Superfruit and... Pentatontax. I like to add an extra T. <laughs> it's pentatonic, but you know, in the drag world, we have to add as many T's as we can. So pentatonic. <laughs> Hi, guys. How are y'all? Hi, Scott. Hey, you? I'm good. I am honored and excited to be on this podcast with an All-Stars winner and a about-to-be All-Stars winner. That is oh, just... Look at you. So fun for me. Well, that's well, fun. Well, by the time this airs, we probably will know if you're the winner, right, Ginger? I, well, no, probably not. I think this will probably air the week of the finale. Oh, well, if you're listening to this, you may or may not know if Ginger is the winner. She might be a winner. She might be a loser. We don't know. Yeah, if I had already won, I wouldn't be here right now. I'd be off spending that money freely. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, thanks, Scott, for joining us. Where's your husband? My husband? Um, my boyfriend, Mark, is upstairs. He just worked out. He's making a protein shake. So probably everybody husband, even if you've like been together for I like mean, a future husband for sure. And you have a child too, a little, a little curly haired child. Yes, he's actually sleeping like right here. His name Aww. is Bubba. Is, what's, what's his name? Bubba. Bubba. That's very country. So you <laughs> named him after my first boyfriend, also my yeah. uncle. I appreciate that. That's how big of a fan I am. <laughs> I love that. I love this journey for us, Scott. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So you you've accomplished a lot, Scott, in your career. You you're currently with Pentatonics and um, another group called Superfruit. But you said that they're no longer creating stuff. Yeah, we haven't made um, as much stuff lately. Yeah, Mitch is doing this whole solo project called Messer. That's amazing. First of all, I love Superfruit. I actually got to work with you both. Um, at we were in Ohio, Cincinnati Pride. We did oh, yeah. right together. And it was just so much fun. The two of you are just dolls. And I particularly just adore you. And maybe because we have the same hairstylist, I guess. But um 
Um, you've always been so sweet to me in the few interactions that we've been blessed to have. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. You've always been so sweet. And I actually um, did a, a meet and greet with you, Trinity, and you were very sweet as well. So don't tell anybody that. You're going to ruin my reputation. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'll go on Reddit as soon as this is over and be like, can you guess what Trinity did to Scott? Oh. Well, if they only knew that the meet and greet wasn't really what you think it was. <laughs> greet the meet. <laughs> so you, Scott, have um, your, your, your uh, group is royalty too. You won a, a reality show too, right? Yeah, we, um, we won a show called The Sing-Off 10 years ago. And then we've been doing it ever since. And so a lot has happened in the past 10 years. I can't believe it's been 10 years, first of all. I, I know, I cannot believe it. That is insane to me because I remember watching that show. Um, it was like kind of at the, the, the height of the acapella movement, right? It was like after yeah, yeah. perfect, everything just kind of came into play. It was huge. And then that show started and I, I was definitely team Pentatonix. I, 100% so happy that y'all won but I am also really sad for all of us that it has been 10 years and I'm just realizing that oh my god I know I have I've had revelations of how old I'm getting every day so how old are you now beautiful I'm about to turn 30 next month so 29 all right yeah. now I don't feel so bad for I, you. I, saw your wiki. I saw your wiki so I was like I saw your birthday I was like okay if I do the math yeah I'm like seven years older than you oh my god well y'all are aging gracefully mm. well <laughs> plastic makes it possible <laughs> well if you weren't scared of needles bitch i could hook you up well, okay i'm so fat because the fat cells they just pull everything tighter and tighter the bigger i get the less wrinkles <laughs> i have <laughs> um i was also reading that you guys have won a lot of awards you you've won three Grammys, right? Yeah. And you've been, a no you've been nominated for so many other things in one, one, so many other things. Like what is the, what is your favorite thing that you've been recognized for? Oh man, that is, that's the hard question, but I'm going to have to say we won a Grammy with Dolly Parton for our collaboration with Dolly Parton. Ooh. Um, like the country duo slash group category. It was just like one, a cool category to be nominated in. And also that whole experience was so incredible. Dolly Parton is everything you would want her to be. She, we showed up at like 7 a.m., like a little late in like pajamas, not glam, Starbucks in hand. And she was like full glam, like she was about to go on stage at the Grammys at 7 a.m. Uh -huh. Wow. And then we were like, we were working on Jolene and we like kind of changed the structure a little bit. And um, she was like, oh, I don't know this version because I've been doing the same version for 50 years. And I was like, we're, we're idiots. We're morons, we're trash. I'm sorry we even touched your arrangement. Um, but she was like, no, I love this. I'll learn it. And she like learned our new version and she was just like heaven to work with. I got to work with her on Dumplin'. And then, of course, I got to do the the music video for the remix of Jolene that she did in conjunction with Dumplin'. And oh, cool. she, everything that you said, she will roll up at four o'clock in the morning and full Dolly Parton drag. And she <laughs> will make every single person in that room feel like they are her best friend. Yes, truly. A wonderful person. I love that. Um, and I well, love- I got to um, drive by her house once. Yeah, <laughs> 
in Nashville. <laughs> Trinity, I'll take you to Dollywood. I've been to Dollywood. That's the place that they have like a roller coaster that goes through like the mountains and there's like elves inside the like where the cavern is. It's super fun. Oh, I think I think you probably dropped some acid before you went on that ride. I was five. <laughs> so then definitely drop some acid. <laughs> <laughs> it, hit, it hits so much better when you're five. Well, yeah, you know, you don't have the weight of the world to really like uh, affect it otherwise. <laughs> so, Scott, how did you like we're so happy that you've had all this success, but not everybody is an overnight success. It takes a long time to actually work towards it. And a lot of people don't really realize that they see people uh, on TV or whatever out there in the world being successful and doing their thing. And they think it just happens like that. What was right. your story? How did you become an overnight success? Well, I mean, I wanted to sing since I was a really little kid. Like when I was eight years old, I was just singing at different nursing homes and singing anywhere I could perform. And I was obsessed with performing and singing. And um, I like pursued it my whole life. In high school, I was like, my album comes out next week. Be sure to buy it on iTunes. Like when I was like 15 and it was bad. <laughs> but I was always like pursuing it so much. And I also really wanted to be on a singing reality show so bad. So I auditioned for American Idol three times. I auditioned for the first season of The Voice. I auditioned for X Factor. I auditioned for America's Got Talent three times. I never made any of them. Um, and then I went to USC for music and I had made The Voice kind of. So I like moved into the hotel and then they cut me last minute because the teams had filled up. That happens to a lot of people. So I was like, you know what? I don't have friends at USC yet and I have failed at the voice so I'm going to join this acapella group SoCal Vocals at USC because I didn't want to join a frat and that was like my way to have friends and when I joined the group a lot of them were on the show the sing-off and so I was like I want to do the next season and so I put together a group with two of my friends from high school and then two other people we found through mutual friends and on YouTube and we auditioned for the sing-off and it was really just to I didn't have like that big of a passion for acapella yet. I just wanted to sing and on TV and have an opportunity um, to do something really cool. And we went on the show and I fell in love with acapella and fell in love with the whole experience. And then we won. And that was kind of the beginning. It is and so much harder than people think to do acapella too. Like it's, it's, okay. I don't say it's easy to sing, but it's easier to sing when you have some music behind you, you know, something that gives you the mood, gives you the notes and kind of guides you where to go. But acapella, you're really kind of like, you're not only limited to whatever's going on inside your head. You also have to really listen to the people around you. Yeah, it is so, so hard. One, you're very excited. Exposed. And so if one member falls out of tune, even like 1%, the whole thing feels and sounds off. And then also singing the solos is actually easier than singing the background parts. Because when you're singing the solo, there's like lots of space. And when you're singing the background parts, it's these sustained long notes. And so that's where your voice gets really tired. Um, and so doing an hour and a half acapella concert is just not something the human voice should be doing. It's like not good for you. Um, so it, it is really tough. And when I toured with Superfruit, we had a backing track and production. And I remember it was so fun because I wasn't so stressed about tuning and uh, like endurance. Well, yeah. I saw that you guys had a lot of success on YouTube. You have like over 2 million sus subscribers um on youtube how, how did that become a thing like did you 
think, okay, I'm going to be a, an influencer on YouTube just from singing? <laughs> well, you know, after we won the sing-off, we, a week later, we were dropped by the label, the record contract we won um, with Epic Records. They were like, we're not into this. And so we had all moved out to LA and we were excited and got dropped. And so YouTube, I mean, it's still massive, but it was like really having its renaissance of that period. Um, and so we were like, let's just start posting stuff on YouTube. And I literally like pulled out my iPad too or whatever. And we, um, and we were just posting covers. And honestly, YouTube is actually how we gained fans um and then after that we start mitch and i started a little side super fruit youtube thing um just to show more of our personalities and be a little like more liberated and yeah do you still do your youtube stuff um yeah i mean pentatonics we still post all our stuff on youtube we just posted um a cover recently of like this bts mashup um but super fruit we haven't posted in a really long time no. Well, you're gonna have to get that because I'm sure your 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 fans are super pissed off. Okay. <laughs> I know. I know. A lot of super group fans are and I'm not happy with us. <laughs> I would say my favorite thing that the Pentatonics ever did was the Wizard of Oz. Oh my gosh, with Todrick. It was my favorite. Well, Wizard of Oz is my favorite thing ever anyway, but I thought the mashup was so good and the harmonies were so good and the vocals were perfect. And that video was fantastic. That was like, I was already a fan, but that's what made me a super fan. Oh, <laughs> I love that. I I mean, I love that one. That one was wild. Like how Todrick operates. It's like, we're going to shoot this 10 location shoot with all these costumes tomorrow. And like, you know, he just like, he makes it happen all in a day. And so we like, we're driving all around LA and it was just, that was probably the hardest shoot we've ever done. And we went so late, um, but it turned out amazing. And I love anytime we get an opportunity to do like the really theatrical, fun, wild stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the, it's, it's like a drag race challenge. You know, it's like you're going <laughs> to write, record, choreograph and perform and be critiqued and wear an outfit in the next six hours. So get to it. <laughs> I do not know how y'all do that. Watching the show gives me like secondhand anxiety because <laughs> there's so much pressure on y'all to be good in so many categories. Yeah, I'm not I will say it's much easier when you're in it because you don't have time to stop and panic. You just got to keep right. pushing forward. And it's not until you get to the hotel after everything is already done that you have a moment to think about what you did and then break down sobbing and then wake up and do it again the next day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's so much pressure days. at the moment to like deliver. You, yeah, you just don't have time to really think. You just have to just do it. Whatever, whatever they're asking you to do, you just have to do it. That's why I like sometimes when you're watching the show, you're seeing people just like just do the wrong thing. And you know, they probably could do something completely different, but you, you just don't have time to second guess yourself. I mean, right. some people get in their heads, but you just have to do it, whatever, whatever yeah. it is. Cause there's not a lot of time. So um, I saw on your Instagram where you did drag. Oh yeah. You looked <laughs> stunning. Who I'm sure sure look <laughs> Thank you. I'm not sure I looked stunning. I don't know if I have the facial features for it, but yes, I always love being a drag. I've been in drag a couple of times. Willem did my face once and then Nicole Lipstick Nick um, oh, did my face okay. once. And I always, I, you know how like drag queens, y'all always talk about how like when you're in drag, you become alive. And like, 
that's how I felt. I felt like I, a monster came out. I felt so confident and I just like, didn't want to ever take it off. <laughs> well, and that's what Rue calls it when she's in drag. She's calls it the monster. No way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I felt alive. You looked great. I, um, I, I know what you're saying. Like you have a very strong masculine chin, which looks great on you. Um, <laughs> but that's the power of, of drag makeup is you can literally transform who's ever face into a beautiful creature. Like that, that's just what drag is. There's no real rule. You don't have to be like, look like a petite five, seven glamour toad to, to be, you know, a beautiful drag queen. Yeah, it's crazy what you can do with makeup, the illusions. My nose like shrunk eight sizes. Yeah, that's the, that's the video I saw. Yeah, that's the most recent one that uh, Lipstick Nick did. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, would, I, I, would, I would pump up the bang a little more next time. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Only because that's your signature. You got to go with it. I would pump up the cheeks and the lips and, you know, the ass if it was yeah, me. So she's talking about with a needle and I would not. <laughs> <touch that. laughs> so, so since we're all reality television veterans over here, can mm -hmm. we, Trinity and I, we've, we've traded battle stories about filming Drag Race because we've all done it more than once. Um, what was it like filming your reality show? I mean, it was really intense. We were there for 11 weeks. And I, I think it's similar to probably Drag Race in that you just, from the second the week starts, you were just brainstorming, putting stuff together, a little bit panicked, but just going, 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 and then rehearsing so much. And then like full of anxiety that the judges are gonna react well. And you know, it really lies in their hands. Um, but it was a lot of singing. And fortunately, I was 19 at the time. So my voice was just like really resilient because I feel like if I did the show now, my voice just gets tired easier in my old age. Um, so I feel like it would be harder now, but it was a lot of singing. And I remember by the last week, my voice was so exhausted and we had to sing this big cover of Dog Days Are Over and I like couldn't sing it. And so I was like freaking out backstage and had to get like a shot of steroids or adrenaline or something um just to get my cortisone. Voice. cortisone yes back to like a good place for the show and so it was stressful but I was so excited to just be on tv and to be doing something I, I had been trying for so many years so I was living my best life well as a, a 19 year old gay there's no reason why your throat shouldn't have had plenty of workout that you could have sustained all of those notes for so many years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they're not all sluts like you trinity i know he's not but you are well, true. <laughs> okay they are not all sluts like us trinity <laughs> <laughs> i wanted so ours we say weeks but every episode every week of our show is two to three days of filming okay. but with yours it, it yours was a little bit more live format right like it was kind of yeah. happening as the season unfolded. Yeah, well, we like pre-taped everything except for the finale, like Drag Race does. Oh. But it, it was like, we would film day one of the week and they would just film all this B-roll throughout the week. And then it was like this big live performance. Um, and then the finale, we actually performed live. And what was the turnaround time on that then? So like with Drag Race, you film it and it sits in the can for like a year before it even airs. Yeah, I've, I've noticed that. 
Um, no, this was a quicker turnaround time. It was like we filmed, a, like after we finished filming, it was a couple months later it started airing. Okay. That's well, always so interesting to me because like I know some of these shows, like American Idol, for example, or America's Got Talent, it kind of, they pre-tape a lot of it, but the season is still filming as it's running. That's so yeah. crazy. Which that's that so seems really stressful to me. Yeah. <laughs> with with yeah. each of your episodes, and you have to do like your arrangements with your group and everything, like you literally only, you had to do it then, or was this all like, like pre-prep for before you got there? Um, no, we had to do it then. And so we would find out like what the theme of the next week was country week, Motown week, um, the day after we filmed. And so we would perform on a Friday, Saturday, find out the like genre we were going to have to do and then pick our song on Sunday. And usually we started arranging that song, honestly, Sunday till we performed on Friday and rehearsing it. But sometimes like in the middle of the week, they were like, oh, the songwriters didn't approve of the song. So you're going to have to change it like on Wednesday. That happened to us a couple of times. Wow. It was really stressful. And there was like two or three arrangers that like worked on the show that would like help people out and arrange, but they were so hard to get, it was so hard to like get their help because they were so overextended with all these groups on the show. And so we ended up just arranging everything kind of like by ear in person, uh, which was like uh, a really good skill for us to learn for our whole career. That's crazy. I can't imagine. I mean, I can't sing anyway, but um, <laughs> having to figure out how to arrange something, I can't even like rearrange my furniture. <laughs> she's sitting on a box right now in front of her fake fireplace <laughs> it is a fake fireplace i actually just put it in my bedroom it's a real, it it does heat wow i know cool. i well we're from florida we don't have chimneys we don't have real fireplaces yeah. so i have the same one girl that's how i knew it was fake yeah i have this huge <laughs> wall so like my ceilings i don't know if you can see that my ceilings are vaulted so they're it's huge in my bedroom this is my bedroom oh, and nice. so, um I, on this wall i'm like i need so, i have so much space so i was like let me get a fake fireplace and it's cute i like it i think i love it great. i'll yeah. never use it because it's so hot but um it's at least aesthetically it looks cute <laughs> so trinity is in her bedroom in orlando right now i am in this I, i'm i'm in this attic of this house <laughs> in um provincetown doing this i'm here for the month of, of september august and september and where are you right now i am in my house in la your house in, in la is this your office yeah this is my little office that i just kind of put together that's so professional. Trinity, we should be professional <laughs> people and have offices as well. I do have an office. I am a professional. <laughs> this is a very recent thing. I used to just do all Zoom calls just at my kitchen table upstairs, but I finally got this room together in the past few weeks. Well, so if, you, if you've never done a Zoom call in the attic of a house in Provincetown in, what is it, August now? It's, it's August. Uh, I wouldn't suggest it. Okay, I'll take it that is, off. Uh, it is very warm. <laughs> I imagine. I was actually going to shoot my this all this in my office, but my cleaning lady was still here, um, and they the vacuum was going, and I didn't want the noise. So a I had cleaning to lady. 
You both got offices. You've got a cleaning lady and a fake fireplace. Girl, I need to win something if this is what- Girl, we live in Orlando. Things are affordable here. Okay? <laughs> well, you're about to win $100,000, so. Well, then I'm gonna, I'm just gonna follow Pentatonics around on tour as a fangirl. Oh my God, please do. Maybe you can open for them. You should, because you sing I love, live. I love that. I would love to sing with Pentatonics just once. Yes, I would love to sing with you. Um, you also have a podcast, right? Yes, I do. It's called Ugh, You're So Good, where we like interview people who are really, really good at stuff and find out how they got so good. And y'all should come on it. Oh, I was going to say funny how we've never been invited. Oh. <laughs> no, this is me inviting you right now. I would be, I would be so excited if y'all did it. I would love that. Yeah. I would love that. Yay. Now... We do need to take a a quick break right now to give a a word from our sponsors, but you stay tuned because we have a really fun game we're going to play when we come (laughs) back. It's going to be great. All right. And we're back. Wasn't that wonderful? Have you tried that product, Trinity? Oh, a lot, actually. It really helps. Yeah, I'm trying it right now. Are you? You can tell. Yeah, really? It's really helped you too. Well, it's how I look so well rested. Yeah, except for your house. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. It's almost as good as a fake fireplace for the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are here with Scott from Pentatonics and from Superfruit. We've been having a fabulous conversation. And but now I really want to jump into this game. So Trinity and I have this game that we like to play with our guests. That's uh, it's basically like two truths and a lie, but okay. I'm going to give you three titles of pornographic movies. Okay. You're going to tell me which one is the fake title. Okay. Oh, wow, and as Trinity will attest, it's a lot more difficult than it sounds. Yeah. The, the obvious choice is usually wrong. Okay. <laughs> the obvious choice is usually a real movie that they have made. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, <laughs> they've made everything these days, I feel so. All right. Title number one, okay. Bone Alone. Bone oh. Alone. Okay. Like, like a Bone Alone theme for Okay. That's weird. Number two, The Little Sperm Maid. <laughs> <laughs> and number three, Breast Side Story. Breast <laughs> Side Story. Um, right. I'm going to say Bone Alone is fake. Bone I'm going to say because it's uh, around a child, or <laughs> <laughs> just somebody that's home alone. Oh, true, true. I'm gonna I say don't know why you took it there, Scott. You're going to say the little sperm maid. Yes. All right. Well, I will tell you that one of them that is not uh, a fake title is Breast Side Story. That one is real. So if anybody uh, has the urge and the itch to start snapping their fingers while they're <laughs> Tiddly and their winkers. Uh, watch Breast Side Story. So, Scott, one of us is about to win. One of you is about to win. Should you hold I'm just letting you know, I'm the winner. I don't know if this is true, but I feel it. <laughs> well, Trinity, you've been saying all along you think I'm going to win, and I no longer trust your instincts because you are wrong. Scott, oh! winner. Bone Alone is the fake title. So that means that there's a movie out there called The Little Sperm Maid. I cannot believe it. (laughs) I can believe it. Mermaids are hot. 
<laughs> well, so we've also been asking all of our guests, what was what was the first porn that you ever saw? Mine was Sumo Sue and the Fat Ladies of Wrestling because my brother left it in the VCR. Yes, VCR. Oh, my God. And Trinity's was? Mine was um, Willy Wanker and the Fun Factory, which was uh, based around Willy Wonka. And it was also a VCR thing. My uncle had, I'm telling you, like, so many pre-recorded, like, where he got the, he bought the VHS. Is that what it is? VHS? Yeah. Recorded it and then stashed it, like tons of them, in their closet. So. (laughs) And now he's in jail. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Willie Wanker should be my drag name, actually. Um, You know, when I was in like fourth grade, all like the school boys were like, Britney Spears nudes leaked, Britney Spears. So I was like, I am straight, so I'm gonna look that up. So I like went home and looked it up and I couldn't find it, but there were all these like pop-ups happened. It was back when pop-ups were real bad. Uh-huh. Of like all this crazy porn that, uh, and I had never seen porn before. And it was, it was pretty traumatizing. How old were you? I was in like grade. fourth grade, fifth grade. Oh my God, that was really young. Hashtag. <laughs> like, I don't like porn. That's my no, but I think the takeaway is hashtag free Britney from all of this. Yes, hashtag free Britney. And I think this no, is- this was your coming out story. You 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 realized you were so you were gay with all these vaginas just popping up everywhere. You're like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there was like there was like guys and girls having sex, and I was like, the guy. <laughs> that sounds like the worst Mario Brothers game ever. Like ever, just vaginas <laughs> popping out of everything. I'm like watching straight porn and like seeing a really pretty vagina. Um, okay. I don't mind it. Yeah, I don't mind it. It's not my favorite, but I don't. I don't mind it. I. I. It has to be pretty though, and I'm not into hairy vaginas. Um, Maybe so that should be your drag vagina. name, hairy vagina. <laughs> hairy vagina. Hairy You're vagina. Twisted, hairy. <laughs> now that we have offended everyone (laughs) um i wanted to ask you well i wanted to ask you real quick i didn't even intend to bring this up but since we talked about free britney and all that like are you are you both up to date with what's going on on how like now her dad is saying he will step down from the conservatorship okay so i heard that but i also heard from other sources that that was all made up for for media purposes. That he's not really stepping down. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to believe. I've heard. Yeah, I've seen all these different like infographics that are like, actually, he said he might, but he hasn't yet. And then I saw something saying he wasn't going to, and then something like she's free. I don't know. And then a bunch of pop ups for porn. Yeah, was- and then like lots of vaginas. And- yeah, it was very strange. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I feel. I feel like when this first started happening a couple years ago with the hashtag free Britney, everyone considered it to be such a joke because they were like, oh, she's Britney Spears. Her life is perfect and wonderful. And she's doing so much better than she was when she was going crazy. And as somebody who has dealt with mental health issues my entire life, there was something that just kind of clicked in my head. I was like, I don't think it's that simple. I don't, I, I think that there really is something here. And as more and more has come out about it, my heart just breaks for that woman. Yes, same. I, I actually didn't know she was in a conservatorship until a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, 
I don't think anybody really did. I I didn't even know what a conservatorship was until (laughs) I heard that she was in one and then had to go look it up and figure out like, oh, so this means that basically she has no rights and her whole life is dictated for her. I couldn't imagine that, especially as somebody who suffers from mental health issues. I couldn't imagine not being able to feel in control of my own life. I don't know what what the the actual laws are with a conservatorship, conservatorship, but I do think that if they don't already, I mean, obviously it, it needs to be worked on because th- what's going on with Brittany, there, there needs to be like laws where it's reevaluated every single year. Yeah. Because the person who's taking care of that person in quotation marks, it is, could be taking advantage of them like her father is. And I think that there needs to be something else set in place to where these these people that are in these conservatorships that aren't taken advantage of, and it's it is really heartbreaking for for Brittany for her children, um, for her fans, for her fans, because she's she says she's not doing any more music until she's out of this with her father. Yeah, well, and I feel like you said every year. I feel like you know every couple of months. It, with, with with kids in school, we have to see what the progress is and where they stand and what changes need to be made. Like, I feel like if, if you're in something like that where somebody is over you and responsible for you, then you should, be, all of that needs to be adjudicated. That's probably the wrong word, but it all needs to be taken into consideration and really looked at every couple of months. Yeah. Yeah, and if She's doing hundreds and hundreds of Vegas shows and killing it, this complex show and making all this money. It just feels so wrong that it's like, well, you're mentally healthy enough to do that, which is insanely taxing, but you're not mentally healthy to use your credit card or leave the house. It's just, it's just wild. It doesn't add up at all. No, Uh, it's, it's just another thing for rich, powerful straight men to take advantage of women that's like i mean i'm sure there's other people other than women in conservatorships but um the stories that i've seen because of the britney spears fiasco is it's it's all been women and 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 mental health and 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 these these men that are are over these people It's, it's so crazy to me it's so crazy i feel like he's paying off these judges and lawyers and uh, uh, to be able to stay in this position that he's in it's it's so crazy it's so bizarre why is her mother not speaking out about this why is the rest of the family not speaking out more about this but i also feel like like i don't want to completely it's not like tv you know there's not a clear-cut villain and a clear-cut hero her father and her family may feel at least at the beginning, like they were doing the right thing and they've just gotten comfortable in a situation and don't know how to get out of it while retaining the, the, the things that they've gotten from it. Like, I feel like there's just so much at play. I wish that it's nobody's business first of all, but (laughs) as somebody who is invested in the story at this point, I wish that there were just more clear cut black and white facts about this is why this happened and this is why this is happening and going on and da 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 da. So it's a mystery for sure. I think Derek Barry is behind all of it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Whatever, we know that's not true. She needs more songs for her career, bro. I, don't, I doubt she, uh, she's behind it all. Um, but Scott, it's been so fun talking with you and seeing your beautiful face here. Um, it's been amazing talking to y'all. Thank you for having me. Tell your yes. gorgeous model husband we said hello. I will, I will. He'll be sad that he didn't get to say hi. Aw. Oh, he's more well, than talking to you. What are you doing? Hang out soon. Hold on, I'm sorry. I want to know what he's doing. Oh, wait, what? What is your gorgeous husband doing? Oh, what is Mark doing? He's just upstairs. Um, I'm not sure Probably exactly. Probably looking at doing. a bunch of vagina pop-ups. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's watching a little spermaid right now, so I don't want to. <laughs> Honey, have you seen this? It's amazing. <laughs> it's so fun. There's something fishy about that girl. <laughs> now do you have anything you want to plug or pump up before we let you go let our listeners know where they can find you um yeah i would love if everyone followed me at scott hoing on all the uh social media especially you don't need any more followers. you have over a million followers, <laughs> you have a lot of followers. But, but i spend my whole life on tiktok so follow me there for sure okay great right. fine well thank you so much thank you so much i love y'all let's be friends in real life i would yes. love, I would love yes. that and to all the listeners, thank you so much for tuning in this week for Working Girls. Again, this is Trinity the Tuck. Follow me on all social medias at Trinity the Tuck. I'm Ginger Minge. Just go to gingerminge.com. You can find all of my social med there. That's what the kids call it. Uh, I guess. I don't know. I don't even know any kids. But find me there and stalk me everywhere because I absolutely love it and I adore all of you. Make sure And you hashtag um, Team Ginger. Yeah, so if this is the finale week, hashtag Team Ginger. And if I don't win, we ride at dawn. (laughs) (laughs) All right, until next time, everyone. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you later. Bye, Scott. Bye, love y'all.